Shut up and sit down. Thank you so much for joining us here on another episode of Cinema from the Dark Side podcast. I am Patrick, and I am joined here today by TJ. TJ, how's it going, man? Going all right, man. How you doing? Doing pretty freaking good. Uh, excited to have you back, back, man. It's always good to do a podcast with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Of course, man. Of course. So today, TJ and I are going to be talking about the new Halloween Kills movie. Now, we, me and TJ don't quite know exactly what each other's thoughts are about the movie but eh, we'll get into it um <laughs> so uh as usual the first thing we do is movie news then we have our main topic and then we have listener mail and all your listener mail questions can be sent to cinema from the dark side at gmail.com you could ask us anything doesn't even have to be movie related it could be personal it could be weird ass questions it could be literally whatever the hell you want so again, cinema from the dark side at gmail.com. I feel like there's a way I need to make my email address shorter. I feel like that's a I, problem. May, that might be an issue. It might be an issue. It's a lot of letters. It is a lot to type. Yep. Can, do you know if you can change a Gmail? Like I don't easily. Uh, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not Fuck. easy. Fuck. All right. I'll figure it out. But anyway, cinema from the dark side at gmail.com. Now, let's go on to movie news. Now because Halloween is coming up, and we all want, like some Halloween news, this one is just kind of a fun thing. A Nightmare on Elm Street, the house for sale, offers are due by Halloween. So apparently, the original house that was used for the Nightmare on Elm Street original movie is on sale, and they're accepting offers. Currently, uh, it has hit the market for $3.25 million. Oh my god. so uh all offers are due by halloween so as of recording you have five days to get your offers in but as of posting uh, i i doubt you have a day i'm pretty sure i'm going to post this on halloween so uh oh well if you didn't get your chance to bid (laughs) yeah you know all those high rollers out there looking for a (laughs) piece of cinematic history I know. All the high rollers who listen to my podcast. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so that was fun. Uh, that's, I mean, that's kind of cool when a house goes for sale. I mean, uh, a house used in a movie goes for sale. I think, uh, didn't the Home Alone house sell for like a crazy amount of money it recently? Did, yeah. Like within the past 10 years? Yeah, it's in the Chicago area. It's like in the Chicago suburbs, I believe, because that, that was a John Hughes movie, right? That was a John Hughes, yep. yeah. Yeah, so all his stuff was, you know, Chicago. <laughs> Yeah, that's just a little bit of of fun movie news for Halloween. Uh, TJ, why don't you take it with our next bit? Okay, uh, J.K. Simmons is officially returning as Jim Gordon in HBO Max's Batgirl movie. Uh, So J.K. Simmons previously played Jim Gordon, um, I think, in a couple different instances. Um, However, this basically implies that um, that this movie is going to follow you know sort of the the dceu um and i think he was in justice league too wasn't he He was he He did he he played james gordon in uh justice league i don't recall if he if james gordon was featured in batman v superman yeah i i I, I don't think so i don't know i I don't know i I don't think so Um, but it's basically the, the point is is that it's going to be set in um the dceu and it's not a standalone story uh, you know, it's not so, going to be like the Batman, right? It's not, it's not like, be the, like Batman. the Joker, exactly. Um, okay. Okay. So yeah, it does say here. Yeah, he was in Justice League, and he was also in uh, Zach, the, the Zack Snyder cut as well. Right. Obviously. Right. They weren't going to cut him out. <laughs> no. no, but it's um, it's always good to see. I mean, J.K. Simmons in just about anything. <laughs> so, dude, always good I news. saw I saw recently. This it's an older movie. I think it was 2014, something like that. But there's a movie I just watched recently called Whiplash. I don't know if you've seen it, TJ. Oh, that's a musical film, right? With the he's uh-huh. he's the he's like the musical he's a music professor. He's a jazz band jazz band director uh, conductor. That's what he yeah. is. Okay. Yeah, but he's like super abusive. Yeah, yeah. That's the the, the not my tempo. Uh, <laughs> not my tempo. Thing. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Were you rushing or were you dragging? <laughs> 
Oh, dude, that was such a fantastic movie. If you haven't watched it, like the end scene is fantastic. I would recommend just go on YouTube and watch the end scene. Yeah, I think it's I so good. I know I've seen scenes in the movie. I don't think I have actually seen it all the way through, but I know that you know, just like being a musician myself, I've been it's been brought up, you know, a number of times in, you know, music circles for me. So I've I've mm-hmm. seen definitely seen clips, so Dude, the the drum solo at the end, dude, you need to watch it. It's so good. All right, I'm gonna watch it then. It's so good. All right. Uh we on to our next bit, bud? Sure. Sweet. Um, so this one, I don't know how to react to. Um, so Maximus returns in Gladiator 2. So apparently it's been revealed that Ridley Scott is interested in writing a, well, actually said he, he is currently writing a script to Gladiator and he's going to make it Gladiator 2 and he wants Russell Crowe returned. Um, I don't know how that's going to happen because two things. One, Maximus died at the end of the first movie. Mm-hmm. Two, Russell Crowe is really fat now. Yeah. He's not in fit <laughs> physical shape. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they're going to pass that off. Is this going to be like, a, oh, like his death was faked somehow? I like I. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Did you, so did you know that a sequel had already been pitched like a couple of years after the original movie? Oh, I did not but know But it that. wasn't, it was, okay, so this is so funny. This is the most ridiculous script I've ever heard in my life. So this was not pitched by uh, Ridley Scott. He had nothing to do with this, and thank God, because I would question his his. <laughs> he, I was questioning his skills as a movie maker if he did. But essentially, what the plot was is that Christianity is, you know, roaming through Europe, mm-hmm. and it's it's gaining traction, and the old gods are di- are dying off. So, you know. Uh, the Roman gods mm-hmm. are dying off. Um, so what the Roman gods do is resurrect Maximus. And Maximus now has to uh, try to kill Christianity. <laughs> 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 Basically, they resurrect Max- Maximus to save the old gods and to get rid of Christianity. It's th- And Russell Crowe took, like, I think uh, the story I read said he he had the script in his possession for an hour and he just text like he just went back to the guys and went like no fucking way no <laughs> good it. because that's completely <laughs> insane yeah it's so funny dude that's that's but, uh, yeah that's that's like borderline comedic at that point i like, know wow i know All it right. almost sounds like it's like it's almost like the scare it's almost like a scary movie style of uh gladiator right yeah that's what i was thinking yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, apparently he's gonna come back, um, and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I obviously I love Ridley Scott. Um, a lot of his movies, uh, I'm a big fan of, but he does have a couple stinkers. Apparently his his last movie, The Last Duel, isn't doing so hot. Um, but who knows? We'll see. TJ, next bit. All right, next bit of news is um, uh, Iron Man Disney Plus. Uh, spinoff receives new working title. So this is Armor Wars. Um, the working title apparently in the studio is called is Rigatoni, which <laughs> appears to be a reference to um, uh, Iron Man 2, where Justin Hammer uh, kidnapped Mickey Rourke's uh, Ivan Vanko to do business with him, and... Uh, he offered him whatever he wanted, including salmon carpaccio, which is an Italian dish. So the theory is that um, Justin Hammer may make a return in this story. Um, he says, you know, people are kind of putting two and two together here and saying like, hmm, Italian dish, you know, working title, you know, secret working title in the studio. Maybe there's a connection here. So I want to be the guy who comes up with these names because I would just fuck with people. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. I'd be like, oh, the working title's Oklahoma. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. Try to figure that one out, Marvel fans. Yeah, or just or just be like really um, on the nose about it and just be like working title is like D's nuts or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. That'd be so funny. The, so does it say what the show is currently about? Does it give you anything like that? It doesn't say a whole lot. Um it just says that uh, it's an upcoming uh, Disney Plus series starring Don Cheadle's Colonel James Rhodes, aka War Machine. 
Um, and that the series will reportedly air on the streaming service sometime in 2023. Uh, the series mm -hmm. will explore the idea of Tony Stark's technology falling into the wrong hands, which, you know, definitely a, a good jumping off point. But that's uh, it's really all about they they're giving out here. That I'm okay with that, you know. You know, I've been really impressed with the Marvel TV shows recently. Um, you know, you had Falcon and Winter Soldier, so much fun. You had Loki, a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely excited for for more Marvel TV shows um, to come my way. Same thing for Star Wars. I mean, Disney Plus is really killing it. Yeah, I also think that um, in general, Marvel I think has more. I think they have more creative opportunities via the television route than they do. Um, you know, the full on, you know, full length film route at this point. Yes. Yes. Uh, 100%. It's, it's getting to the point where I, I feel like a lot of the Marvel films are starting to get, I don't know, they're starting to feel redundant. Stale. Yeah. yeah. Stale. I guess is a better word for it. I mean, I, I liked Black Widow. Um, it was fun. I, I haven't seen Legend of the Ten Rings yet. And from what I've hear, heard, Eternals isn't favoring too hot right now. But I mean, the thing the thing with movies currently is that you're o you're so you're only allotted a certain amount of time to tell a story. So when you only have like two and a half hours, roughly, right, to create a story, I mean, you you kind of have to compromise on the story a little bit to include all the major elements. But whereas a TV show, for instance, you can flush out all those element other elements to make a more uh, you know, a more creative story, a more flushed out story. Yep. So that's why I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of the Marvel TV shows, especially like you couldn't have done Mar. You couldn't have done cap, you know, uh, Falcon and winter soldier as a movie. It just wouldn't work too much going on too much going on. But I mean, the show was fantastic. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm all on board for more TV stuff, man. Just for that reason alone. Indeed. All right. Are we moving on? I think so. Short. Uh, this one's kind of fun. Uh, Jason Momoa calls for a Dune director's cut, and Dennis Villanovo has responded. So Dennis Villanovo, who obviously has made the 2021 version of Dune, uh, has responded to Jason Momoa. He said, I love Jason, but such a thing doesn't exist. The director's <laughs> cut is what people are watching in theaters right now. There will be no other cut. Yes, I could have made a much longer, more contemplative movie, but that was not the plan. So, looks like the call for the Villanovo cut of Dune will never happen. There will not be a hashtag, release the Villanovo cut. Hmm. I mean, I think it's always nice when <laughs> you have a director come out and say, like, yeah, I'm happy with this product. I don't feel like I have to, you know, there was stuff mm -hmm. that the, the studio made me cut out or that we had to cut for time or right or, or what have you. You know, it's not like a it's not a Blade Runner situation where it's like, you know, there's like 14 <laughs> versions of it because like no one could agree on what the actual, you know, cut should look like. Right. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. But I mean, also what uh, Dennis Villanovo did, apparently this Dune is split up. Like, this is just the first Dune movie. He has two more planned. Oh, wow. So, whereas, um, fuck, why can't I think of his name? Who, Twin Peaks. Help David, me out here, guy. <laughs> David Lynch. David Lynch, thank you. Uh, yeah, so, like, when David Lynch made his version of Dune, he had to take the whole story and condense Cram it down it. to a reasonable size movie. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously... Like, the original Dune is a cult classic. I like watching the original Dune from time to time. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it is really, like, like going, going, going. Like, mm -hmm. they're trying to cram so much into it. And, I mean, that's just so not David Lynch's style. Right. Um, in fact, he's also disowned that movie. Yeah. So, he, like, pretends like he never made it. Well, so. it's just it's just weird. It's, it's not good subject material for his style of directing. No. He's, he's, his stuff needs to basically... It can't... I don't think he deals well with material that's already been fleshed out in like book form. Um, I, I, right. I think he's the type of person where or he's the type of director where it needs to be completely from scratch, like brand new idea because he just mm -hmm. takes things such weird directions and. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Did you ever finish uh, twin peaks, the return? 
I never finished the return. No, <laughs> dude, it was a hard watch. I don't. Blame I, you. I I <laughs> I, don't I was struggling. I think I got halfway through that season. And I'm like, I I gotta Let stop. Let me guess. You got to the episode where, for some reason, there was like a four minute shot of an atomic bomb going off, and then you're like, what the fuck is going on? I don't think and I made it that it far, off. actually. Um, but I think I was close. <laughs> I definitely I definitely hit the casino episode, which was Hello. which was wild um, <laughs> but yeah i don't think i ever i know I, I, I definitely did, never finished it yeah dude it was fucking weird i don't blame you i don't blame you at all but uh but yeah that's uh that's what uh, dennis villanova has to say i have yet to watch the movie uh i'm excited to watch the movie and uh yeah we'll definitely talk about it after we watch it um next one that's on you buddy all right uh so dr strange 2 uh, is going to be filming more reshoots in, uh, this November and December. Um, it looks like, you know, due to COVID-19 pandemic, um, there are tons of hiccups and delays with this movie. Uh, they originally began filming it in November of 2020, uh, but then uh, there was a new lockdown in the UK. So then that was delayed until January of 2021. Uh, shooting then continued until mid-April without interruptions, and the post-production, additional photography, and preliminary reshoots were also completed by October. Um, at that time, it seemed like Doctor Strange 2 would make its uh, March 25th, 2022 premiere date, but last week, Disney delayed the movie until May 6th, 2022, while also pushing back four other uh, Marvel movies, including Thor, Love and Thunder, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, The Marvels, and 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 the wasp quantumania that took a second mm. to read that name um yeah that's a, that's a that's weird a that's a weird word um but yeah so uh you know fans that were you know looking forward to this movie coming out in march oh, you're gonna have to wait you know another month you know six weeks ish it looks mm-hmm. like so i mean it just seems like the the aftermath of pandemic reshoots is just it just kind of keeps right. piling on, but it looks like they've mm-hmm. at least picked a date. They didn't just say it's indefinitely delayed, so that's good news. Right. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I love the first Doctor Strange. Um, I'm definitely excited to see him in the new Spider-Man movie as well. So I wonder how that's going to you know, shape up with him going, helping Spider-Man, and then you know, doing whatever he does in the new Doctor Strange movie. I think it's called Multiverse of Madness. I think uh ye, multiverse of madness yes correct yeah i mean that's a fucking that's a bitchin title that that's a really cool title yeah <laughs> like that's a really bitchin title it's also very comic booky too yeah it is sounds so, like also, that's pretty- it also sounds like it could be a really uh like a really really cheesy like metal album or something like <laughs> You know, yeah, that's true. Multiverse of Madness, like a like a like an eighties prog, yes, band, like, like prog metal, band. yeah, like power metal, like power yeah. prog metal, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sounds dope. Yeah, agreed. Let's make let's make a a satire comedy band. All right, called Multiverse of Madness. All right, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. All right, and my last piece of movie news here uh, is unfortunately a sad one. So um, on the set of Rust, it looks like Alec Baldwin um, accidentally, uh, due to a prop gun malfunction, um, has shot and killed uh, a cinematographer on the set of Rust. Obviously, uh, Alec Baldwin, you know, there was a picture I saw where he's like hunched over and he's like clearly in distress, and he obviously it was a complete and like total accident, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's like it's almost like the movie The Crow. Do you remember that, oh, Brandon I, Lee? That's immediately what I thought when I saw this story. Yeah. That's immediately what I thought of was The Crow. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. It's unfortunate that it happened. Um, I also so basically a couple things that I've read um, in in regards to this. Apparently, the prop master didn't show up that day. Oh. So the guy who's supposed to be in charge of all the props and making sure everything's working safely and everything didn't show up that day. And as a result of that, when they went to film whatever scene they were doing, the, something happened where a blank discharged uh, a piece of metal from the shell. And unfortunately, the projectile actually hit two people. Um 
one person just went to the hospital, uh, flight for life, and un- unfortunately, the cinematographer did not make it. Um, yeah. Another thing, another thing that I read was that um, the, I want to say, was it the assistant director or something, has apparently a history of sort of unsafe um, decision-making in previous... Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, and it almost kind of sounded like that person... Uh, went forward with shooting of this particular scene despite the prop manager not being present that day where really what they should have done is they should have not done that scene right. that day because the person in charge of the props was not there. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, and, you know, I've seen a lot of people are... So Alec Baldwin is kind of a polarizing person um a lot of people <laughs> yeah. really really hate alec baldwin um i mean he's not the greatest dude in the world um no i mean he's he's said some things that are not so great and you know there's some evidence that he's you know can be a little bit abusive on the uh, parenting end of things but uh he in this case I, in this case i think people need to get off this guy's back because oh dude 100 it's, it's it's come on it's getting a little ridiculous like people are just like using this opportunity to totally shit all over him and it's like this guy accidentally killed someone that he like actually really really respected and someone that he considered like a friend and right. you know he was obviously distraught and like you don't wish this to happen to anybody like it doesn't matter no. if you think they're a jerk or whatever it's I don't know. I I think it's, it's honestly it's disgusting. It's pretty it really it's is. pretty gross. Um, how people are just using this opportunity to kind of take a dump all over him. So I wish people wouldn't do that. Yeah, I think unfortunately I think that's in our culture now. Mm-hmm. It's just people people don't have empathy anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, like like listen. So you know, I'm not really a political person. You know, I don't I really don't swing one way or the other. Depending on who the candidate is, I can go either way for real. Like, I'm not a fan of Trump. I also wasn't a fan of Hillary. I also wasn't a fan of Biden. But I didn't I didn't like Trump a little bit more than the other two. But if this happened to Trump, I wouldn't be going like, yeah, take that. You fucking, you know. Right. Yeah. Corn husk haired bitch. Like, no, I'm not going to. Right. And the other thing, too, is that, you know, someone like Donald Trump is at a much higher. They're they're like. A world leader <laughs> at that time they're not right. you know they're not alec baldwin who's just an actor but but, but that's just that's what i'm saying yeah. like you know i would like i would have empathy sure yeah like holy crap he must feel terrible right now yeah absolutely i mean that's the th- like the other thing too i think what we're dealing with in society now is like everybody's so overexposed to everybody's like you know business business and just like everybody's like you know they disguise their lives like on social media as being perfect and whatever and i think people um they love now having the opportunity to feel better than other better than someone else yeah you know and so people are using this opportunity to be like oh yeah like fuck that guy he's like you know Mm -hmm. he did all this bad stuff and now he killed somebody on set like yeah screw him and you know, whatever. Right. You know, it's just it's people just people trying to make them feel better about themselves, which is gross. So it really is. It's it, it really is gross. Well, you know, hearts out to uh, the victim, which her name was. Let me go back up here is Helena Hutchins. She was a cinematographer, you know, hearts out to her family for dealing with it. And obviously hearts out to Alec Baldwin, because this was a horrific accident. Mm-hmm. Like. I couldn't even imagine what I would feel if I accidentally shot and killed someone. Yeah. That's like, what the... Oh, my God. Truly, truly ridiculous, like, awful yeah. situation. 100%, obviously. Um, so, with that being said, let's talk about a movie with lots of killing. Um, <laughs> good segue. <laughs> I know. Nice. Did you like that? That was good. Uh, it's not bad. All right, so let's go to Halloween Kills 2021, a sequel to the 2018 Halloween. So to recap, TJ, you and I, we both saw the 2018 Halloween. Correct. We both liked the 2018 Halloween. That was a good movie, yes. Yes, fantastic movie. There was one serious flaw that I did not like about the movie, which was the stupid twist about the doctor, like, oh, I'm going to kill people like Michael. Like, that part was dumb. Yeah. could have... Yeah. done without it but overall 
solid movie. It brought back the Michael Myers that I loved, where he's just a crazy guy who escaped from a mental institution and is going around killing people. Cut to 2021. Now, personally speaking, when I first put this movie on, the first 10 to 15 minutes, amazing. Loved the first 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, minus one part, but we'll get to that. Um, so the movie starts with, you know, uh, Hawkins. He's laying on the ground. And then, obviously, the granddaughter's boyfriend finds him and, like, kind of, like, he wakes up and he goes, we have to find Michael Myers, so forth. Yeah. Then they flash back to Hawkins uh, in 1978, Halloween. And I'm not going to lie. The flashback almost fucking fooled me for a second. I thought they pulled it from the original Halloween movie. They did a good job. Yeah. They did a really good job. It fooled me for a couple seconds. Mm -hmm. And that whole scene of the flashback explaining like the Michael Myers, you know, house and how one of the officers actually grew up with Michael Myers. I thought that was done super well. I thought it was a great well. setup. I know. I thought it was fantastic. I, I, it got me so pumped. Then it started after that scene is where it really started for me to go downhill. I don't know about you, TJ. Yeah. Do you kind of concur? Yeah. It it okay. it fell off the cliff pretty quick. So um I think I think the very next scene after the flashback, was it in the bar with the people like reminiscing? Uh, no, the next scene was uh, he just like owns a bunch of fucking firemen that are armed with circular saws, axes, yeah, and fire hoses. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> it was like immediately after it went downhill. It was because the thing the thing about Michael Myers, and the thing and the, what makes this movie not make any goddamn sense, is you know he's only ever, like in the original movie before it got really stupid. Um. He was just a guy that killed people. He never took on, like, a squad of people. Yes. He always took on, like, people one-on-one. -on -one. That was his he was thing. Just a dude. He would, yeah. It's the thing. He would corner people. Exactly. And he would come out, like, he would specifically single people out. I mean, and that's a classic mm -hmm. slasher thing, right? Like, right. same thing with Jason. Same thing, with, you know, whatever. Like, it's just, mm -hmm. that was the whole point of slashers was that they always only took on one person at a time. So, yeah. this group killing thing was... I, I mean, it, it was it, it was borderline like martial arts movie or something, <laughs> but with just more like um, brutality. It's just with more brutality and more um, just simplistic, you know, axe swinging and whatever. You know, there was there was no actual martial right. arts in it, but it was that style of thing where it's just like you know, the main character taking on you know this impossible task of taking out this group of people, and I just. <laughs> It it was completely ridiculous and a hundred percent. And so, um, my wife was sort of half watching the movie with me, and she was just like, "What the hell is this?" I'm like, "Yeah, this isn't a great start. Um, I don't know. How, I don't like where this is going." Uh, I literally turned to my wife and I was like, "What the fuck have I gotten us into?" And like, <laughs> we were, so we were watching it. So the thing that also didn't make any sense, um about the fact that Hawkins was in it in the first place. I don't know if, so I re I rewatched the 2018 Halloween before I watched this one. Um, and in the 2018 Halloween, he got stabbed by the doctor, right? In the neck. And then the doctor stole his car where he had Lori's granddaughter and Michael Myers in the back of the car. You remember that scene? Yes. Okay. What you may not have remembered because it was a very quick scene was after he stabbed Hawkins and got into his car, he ran over Hawkins in the car. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because he was, should have completely been dead. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't, you don't see it, but you, like, you see, like, the car move yeah. as it goes over the body. Mm -hmm. So, you don't see the body get squished, but you see the car, like, Badoom, like hit a speed bump. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the fact that he was alive just completely almost took me out of it, but the still the 15 minutes were good. Yes. Like that first 15 minutes. But yeah, the fact that he can take on an army of people. It's like it's and he does it multiple times in this movie. Yes. Multiple times. It's like a it's yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely a recurring theme. 
that but this... it, it, it ruins the whole concept mm-hmm. of that character to me. Yeah. Even in the even in like the latter original Halloween movies, like Halloween four, five, six, seven, eight, even then, even though they added all the fact like, oh, he has powers now and he's unkillable and he blah blah blah. Even then, he took on people one on one. He didn't fight groups of people. Mm-hmm. I, I which is the the, the fact that what made this worse was that. <laughs> so the, yes, he does go after groups multiple times in this movie. However, later on, the groups are more just like layman, like you know, average Joe citizens. The fact that to me it doesn't matter. I know it doesn't. It, I agree, but the fact <laughs> that the first group. That he goes after is a bunch of firefighters with a bunch of incredibly what? effective like tools, and and he he manages to turn like like a fire saw around. Yeah, it, the circular it, the saw. circular saw on one guy. It's just like what? Like what the fuck is going on? And, and and like I said, it's like one of those martial arts movies where it's like, yeah, it's a group, but for some reason the opposing group is only going after him one at a time and they're not helping each other out. Right. Which is so like, like it just takes you so out of like, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously it's a slasher movie, so you have to suspend disbelief sometimes, but like it takes you so far out of the story because you're just like, what the, that would never happen. Like Mm -mm. there's no, no, there's no way that the other six firefighters would just stand there. Well, the one is just getting annihilated by Michael Myers. It's like by one is getting dissected by a circular right. saw. Right. There's one guy. One guy's got, and the saw was the last guy to go down. Yeah, like this, the saw guy could have done, I don't know, so much more. literally anything up until that point, and he just didn't. Like I don't know what that is. But the, also the funny thing is, like the scene where. The guy starts spraying the the fire hose on Michael. Oh, that was and so stupid, dude! You know a fire hose is fucking like it's like getting hit with a water bazooka. Yes, it's fucking intense. Mm-hmm. But he just shucks it off like it's a fucking garden hose. Well, it looked like a garden hose and hit him. I mean, <laughs> I I, it was. I was like, that is like the worst fire hose I've ever seen. That's. I know. <laughs> it was so bad. But the thing that upsets me, like, besides the fact that Michael never did group killing like he does in this movie. It also makes no sense because in this movie, they go into the history on how they captured Michael Myers that night, which by this movie's logic is fucking impossible. Should not have worked. Yeah. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. Based on this movie's logic, he should have never been captured in the first place. Correct. It looks, (laughs) well, it almost looks like in that scene, like, the way the vibe I was getting from it was that Michael Myers forgave himself up almost in a way. Cause if he has the capability yeah. of taking out an entire group of firefighters who by the way, are wearing much heavier equipment than police officers do. Okay. Yeah. So like they actually would be harder to pro- probably harder to kill, you know, whether if, yeah. if you have some kind of like a blade or, you know, with your hands or whatever, it would be, it'd be much mm-hmm. more difficult to actually kill. He took them mm-hmm. on no problem, but oh, a bunch of like you know police officers with no body armor, like they just they just surrounded him, and he's like, oh, I'm just gonna like get Fuck get arrested you. and go to the, the insane asylum now. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's com- total in total logical inconsistency. Right? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So let's go. Let's move beyond the group killing because there is so much more I don't like about this. <laughs> It's 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 a real steaming pile of shit. This movie it it's, really it's is not good. It really is. I would watch the Rob Zombie Halloween three times in a row before I watch this again. It's it's bad. It's really bad. So the one so the the theme of the movie is for the most part evil creates evil. So the fact that Michael Myers is just around town and he's killing people makes the for some reason makes the entire town go fucking ape shit. Yeah. Which I'm not opposed to that idea. Mm-hmm. It's a cool idea, but it was executed very poorly. That's the story of this entire movie is poor execution really. It's just <laughs> pretty much. It really is. It's just like like we were just saying the beginning, the first 15 minutes great setup, 
There's so much you can yes. do. The ideas are there, and they mm-hmm. just do not capitalize. Like, it's just... And they just sort of, like... Okay, so the whole idea is that the whole town goes crazy because a couple characters sitting in a bar, like, mm-hmm. basically rile up the entire town somehow. Like, somehow word gets around to every citizen in the entire town and jess was like when when they started their fucking motto of evil dies tonight jess was like oh jesus christ yeah it's (laughs) well and it's just also on top of that okay so building off of that scene where they have Mm -hmm. the people reminiscing about michael myers you know um before they decide to start this vigilante group um Mm -hmm. The acting job of those characters is so awful. Like, I don't know what, like, the only good acting in this movie is by um, Jamie Lee Curtis and Judy Greer. Yeah. That's it. I would agree. Every Everyone else in the movie is absolutely terrible. Well, and I guess the guy who, plays, An- the guy who plays Hawkins, you know, he, he's, I mean, he's good. He but he barely had he, any lines. He barely had any lines, but his lines were good. Um, yeah. But I mean, God, well, ev- and the fact that he's supposed to be dead and run over. Right. But... Well, I mean, that aside, <laughs> you know, his his lines were at least delivered well. Everyone else in the movie was terrible. I mean, I it, God awful. It was so cheesy, mm-hmm. so over yeah. the top acted. Yeah. I just I don't understand how this is the same. Is this the same people that made this movie as the first one? It's the same. It's the same people. Like uh, uh, Danny McBride uh, helped write and produce it. Yeah, same people. That is wild. Same directors. It is fucking wild how it's made by the same people. I, it's it's a completely different vibe, man. Because like I, I, twenty eighteen was so good. It was very good. It got me so excited for like more Michael Myers shit. Yeah. I hadn't been excited about Michael Myers in years. And then I saw 2018 and I was like, fuck yes, give me more. Yeah. But then this thing came out. <laughs> it's so bad. I, I, the, the acting drove me crazy. Like it was really just oh, dude. like, and then the one guy, I can't remember oh, what, what's what's his name. He was like picked on as a kid. Um, The character, he has kind of long hair. Like he's kind of oh, like a, Michael, Michael Anthony Hall. Yeah, he was like kind of druggy. Oh, you're th- you're talking about the 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 boyfriend's dad. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I forget his name, but he was like introduced yeah. in that flashback. In flashback yeah. Which that was that was also really cool. Yeah. How they introduced him mm-hmm. and then it kind of connected to the 1978 because that was the kid who actually ended up pushing uh Tommy down mm-hmm. in the original 1978, yeah. squishing his pumpkin and shit. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I thought that I thought again, good setup. Setup so good well. Good setup and then that character was super weird. Like, mm-hmm. they were just there was so much weird disjointed dialogue where it was talking about like, oh yeah, your dad did drugs. You know, he was in a boat with me one time, and we like did mushrooms or whatever. And peyote, peyote, that's what it was. We did peyote. But here's but and he like jumped. That's in. actually that's actually very uh, like kind of funny. It's a f- throwback to the 2018. Okay, I don't so. When the I forget I gotta look at these people's names I can't keep saying Lori's granddaughter yeah. and her boyfriend. Give me a second. <sighs> God damn it! This this this. So this is an example of how unmemorable these characters are. I know exactly. You don't yep. remember their names yep. because they suck. Like, so yeah, exactly. So okay, so in the first movie, uh, when Allison and her boyfriend yes. meet. Like the boyfriend is meeting Allison's parents for the first time, her dad says, "Hey, I know your I knew your dad in high school, and he used to sell me peyote." Oh, that's right. Okay. But in in this in this one, they, they like the, his he dad says, "Oh yeah, your dad actually sold me the peyote." Right. Gotcha. Like, so like so it was kind of like uh, okay, that that was fine. I guess I, I guess it does okay tie back that. to the other movie. That's true. Yeah, but I mean, there. So I guess besides that, though, there was a lot of, I don't know, there's a lot of dialogue that seemed. There's also just shit that was unnecessary, yeah. like how the, like the mob, like chased down this completely random 
mental patient who was clearly not Michael Myers. Yeah. The dude and they they were chasing down a dude who was like only about a literally oh, his like the, the dude is like five foot two. Yeah, he's a dwarf compared to Michael Myers. Yeah, like it's like it's like you know Michael Myers is like seven feet tall, right? Like he's and enormous, like built yeah. like a brick shit house, and not frumpy like this. Yeah, guy. this dude is like a chubby five foot two man, <laughs> like balding old man, like. And I and, then, and I just couldn't. I don't know. I I I understand that they were. I understand what they're going for with the whole mob mentality thing. Mm-hmm. You know how evil breeds evil. You know, good concept right. in theory, but again, yep. execution. It's awful. And all of a sudden, here here's another thing that drove me crazy. How did the entire mob end up at the hospital? Why? Like, why did they, why, why were they there? I, I don't. Unfortunately, to answer that question, I would need to rewatch it. And I just don't want to do that. Right. But I don't think you can <laughs> because the only reason, I mean. I think there was a reason. I mean, there was. I think. There, there were there, there, mm. a lot of people were there because they were looking for their loved ones who had been killed or injured, maimed, whatever. Yeah. So that's true. Mm-hmm. There were, that's where there were so many people there. But then within like five minutes of that, all of a sudden, like literally the entire town is there. In, I think because uh, it, they're there, yeah, right, and they're there yeah. in like the triage area, and it's yeah. like, why? Like, why? Why is the entire town there? That's not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's but it was. It was they just don't. like shoehorned that crowd in there so they could have this weird scene with this mental patient that they mistaked for Michael Myers mm-hmm. to 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 make their point about evil breeding evil. I mean, they really just. They reach so hard to 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 yeah. make their point, and they just—I just don't think they had to do that. I don't think they—they. They, it's like they tried too hard. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like when my so I mean this is kind of a weird parable, but when my kid does something genuinely funny, it's fucking hysterical. But the problem is, he tries to recreate it, and when you re and when he recreates it, it's nowhere near as funny. Right. And for this, they were like, we did so good for on the 2018. Let's like jack it up a lot more. No, you don't need to jack it up a lot more. <laughs> no, you need to keep it simple. It's a slasher movie. You have to it's keep sla- it simple. <laughs> you can't. You, I, uh, you once you make once you make a slasher movie complicated, it's not good anymore. Like, that's just how it is. They literally could have done a nuanced reboot of Halloween 2, mm-hmm. like the 1980 Halloween 2, where Laurie's in the hospital yep. trying to escape from Michael Myers. And that would have been amazing. Yeah. They would have done a fantastic job with it. In fact, the hospital was yeah. it was most of this movie took place at the hospital. So they had that opportunity. And, yeah. And Laurie Strode literally was in the hospital the entire time. Yeah. Fucking boring useless for like useless uh setting for her character yeah yeah they fucking complete pointless. complete waste of of I, I don't know complete waste of jamie lee curtis to be honest oh, like 100 like 100 especially because like i said she was one of the very very few people in this movie that was actually truly acting <laughs> Um, there was one point though in the dialogue between her and Hawkins where I was just like, "Come, can this get any more barfy?" Mm-hmm. When they just like kept having having pity parties for themselves, like it's my fault, Mark, Michael's alive, and Hawkins like, "No, it's my fault." And it's just like, uh, okay, fucking yeah. stuff your sorries in the fucking like, yeah. shut up. We have to take care of the situation at hand. Like, <laughs> yeah, just shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the killings? Ah. Uh. Here's the, so here's the thing. The killings were gruesome. Yes. And they were like, they made me go like, what the fuck? Which is kind of the point, like, in some in some aspects is what I liked about the Halloween movies. Because yes. the way Michael killed people, it was so creative. He didn't just kill them, but he also, like, propped them up in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Right? And in this movie, you kind of get a little glimpse of him propping his victims yep. in a certain way. Uh, it kind of shows like behind the scenes how he like 
Like he's like, hmm, like, I, like it's almost like he was like a like a director of a movie going like, hmm, how do I do this? Hmm, okay, I'm gonna prop you here. I'm gonna put a sheet on you there, and I'm gonna stab you a couple times. Um. I, and I and I thought that was kind of cool. It does not make up for the rest of the movie, though. No, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't. I did enjoy the uh, fluorescent light stabbing. That was oh, that was dope. That was pretty cool. Um, that mm-hmm. very that that was that was creative. I will give them that. Um, yeah. The, um, also the way they posed the uh, the two guys that lived in the house. Uh, those guys were so unnecessary. That, I hated those characters. First of all, I know. Um, I that was the those they were some of the weirdest characters I'd ever seen. It was like it's like okay, like gay male couple living in what used to be um, Michael Myers's house. They're aware they are aware that it was Michael Myers's house. They use that to scare the hell out of kids, you know, whatever. Um, and they were both named John. For some reason, and they called each other Big John and Little John, and ironically, Little John was the taller one. That's uh, yeah. And um, you you act, I forgot about I, that whole setup. It's it was whack. <laughs> like I don't know. Like I forgot about that. <laughs> I, I I didn't understand like their relationship. I didn't understand why they were one guy was a cokehead yeah and like i don't understand why they decided that they wanted to live in that house that wasn't explained um they seem to be aware of the potential danger of living in that house um i mean they i mean they kind of just i don't don't think they were actually aware they were just kind of using the story of michael myers to you know right to scare some dipshit kids yeah but so i i but that i mean who the hell expects a uh, mental institution patient. Yeah, uh, yeah seven foot tall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who expects that? Yeah, that's true. For him to come back to his childhood home. That's true. But uh, yeah, the, they were the most unnecessary characters. I, I just, like literally, they could have been completely removed from the movie and it would have changed mm-hmm. nothing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I guess maybe they were just using it as sort of a segue into bringing the house back into into play, into play. Yeah. you know it's like oh well it's but it could have just been abandoned it could have been abandoned all this it time could have and still it been abandoned fine. i don't know maybe they're trying to get people it's like oh well the house would have definitely been leveled by now if it was still abandoned or whatever maybe they're trying mm. to avoid that argument i i don't know again trying too hard yeah trying too hard that's what it was i don't know do you feel like you're gonna watch halloween ends after this are you gonna watch the last one? I doubt it. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, doubt I doubt it. Might. I, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna like put it. I mean, I think the only reason you would watch it is for the podcast. I don't think you would watch it on your own. Yeah, I don't think I watch it on my own. I mean, it's it ain't gonna be on my calendar. Like, no. I can tell you that. <laughs> True. Fair enough. It's just fair enough. Yeah, I, I don't it think really I really is bad. I don't think I would watch it just for my own experience. I mean, I guess I would be curious to. See, there is that sort of curiosity of like, okay, are they going to turn this around? Like, are they going to somehow make this okay? I'm hoping they do. <laughs> yeah. I, I really hope they do. I, I honestly don't know. I, I want them to. I hope they see like the reviews and the, and the, um, the criticism and they, they take it to heart mm-hmm. because my God. Yeah. This was, this was really bad. Yeah. Do, do, it's like they were trying to make it bad. Uh, yeah, I, it did really feel that way, didn't it? It, it almost felt like it a did. parody of itself. It was very odd. It, I don't get it. Um, the do I have to spoiler spoiler alert stuff on this or not? You can. I mean, we pretty much gave away the whole. That's movie, true. But yeah, so I guess just put a spoiler alert on the uh, yeah. on the post. Uh, it's it's always it's always a that's spoiler true. Alert. Okay. So the uh, death of Judy Greer's character at the end. I was actually just annoyed by that. I was just like, I was annoyed as fuck. Too. I was like, that's not necessary. Like, that's not cool. It's, yeah. it's not like, well, especially because it came right off the hands of him just owning another fucking group of people. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Cause she was like, Oh, we got him. And then she like, you know, stabbed him in the back and then walked away. And then there was like this whole group of guys that were going to take him out. 
and then she walks away mm-hmm. like thinking she you know that it's fine like she won like she won it's finally over and it's just like no you're just gonna get slashed to death again it's just like everybody else and it's like are we supposed like the thing that's weird about it is it almost feels like oh are we supposed to be like rooting for Michael Myers like is that's what's happening here I don't like, like he's dude I don't know it's it's just so crazy the <laughs> the disparity between the two the twenty eighteen and the twenty twenty one because the Rotten Tomatoes on the twenty eighteen is seventy nine percent obviously not a masterpiece but obviously a fantastic score it's a slasher film if you go to it's Hall- never gonna be a masterpiece yeah. it's just not. Right, and if you go to Halloween Kills, it's literally a thirty-nine percent. Oh, it dropped. It was it was it, it was forty-nine uh, oh, yeah. when uh, when I uh, watched it the other day. So it, it's yeah. dropping. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. It was just bad, and I don't like saying it. Doesn't make me happy to say it was bad. Right. Because it, it's honestly bumming me the fuck yeah, out. It's frustrating. <laughs> it bums you out, like because it, yeah, especially especially because like we said earlier. The, the setup was really good there mm-hmm. was so much potential there the setup from the first movie and then the first 15 minutes of this movie so much potential and then just like the last hour and 30 after yeah. that is just like an abomination it's oh, truly yeah, awful dude it really is bad <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad uh, and and some Go on. I was gonna say that, and really, really, it comes down to honestly. If you just removed the group killing, the movie would have like been fifty percent better. Honestly, like, I agree. I agree. That, yes, that's I how agree with that. awful that was <laughs> that they kept doing that. <laughs> oh man, the group killing was bad, dude. But some scenes were cool. Like, you remember when um, the woman was telling those kids at the park to, like, fucking get out of there? Yes. So that whole scene was fantastic. The kids were like, oh, that man, he keeps popping out every now and then. Then he pops out again. She's like, fucking run. Yeah. Like, that stuff like that. That was cool. Perfect. Perfect. You know, I will say, actually, she acted pretty good. Well, you know, that was actually the original little girl from the 1978 movie. Really? That was the same little girl, uh, yeah, as a grown woman. Okay, well, that would explain some things, yeah. She yeah. knows how to actually so, act. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, like, but even like Michael Anthony Hall, fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even understand him in this movie, whatsoever. He, he was the bald guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah. I didn't. He was terrible. Awful. But he, but he is a good actor. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't understand how it got so bad. I don't. Well, you, you, well, you do know that. Um, so he played the character Tommy, uh, who was the little boy in the original Halloween. Mm-hmm. But did you know that Paul Rudd originally played Tommy? No. It was a uh, Halloween Six, I think. Hold on. Halloween Six. The Curse of Michael Myers. Yeah, Paul Rudd, he played Tommy Doyle originally in that movie in 1995. Um, But that is when, I mean, obviously, it was already stupid by that point. But it got really stupid there. (laughs) It got really dumb. (laughs) But, but yeah, I thought it would have been cool to see Paul Rudd return. Like, that would have been, like, you know... Mm -hmm. Just to have him reprise that character, even has even though it has nothing to do with the curse of Michael Myers, mm-hmm. because that's all retcon now. Right, yeah. But just to bring him back would have been cool, I think. I I mean, even but the thing is, like, even Michael Anthony Hall's not a bad choice for an actor. It's just like he's not. It's just like it, I feel like he was written into like a corner. Like his yeah. lines are so bad. He's like, you want me to say? It's like, do do I get a tagline? It's like, yeah, it's evil dies tonight. And he's like, you want me to sell that? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much <laughs> yeah it's like you can't really sell that and then also you know uh, and, uh, go on. this reminds me so this is this is related to his character mm-hmm. when okay so the that his other escape patient jumps from the hospital to his death on the ground right right the immediacy in which everybody seems to get over that is like bizarre <laughs> like <laughs> like it, it's like an afterthought like by within the next like five minutes of the movie you forgot that happened that is true yeah because it's, it's like oh it's an afterthought because no one talks about it 
Yeah, it's it's just like oh well, it's because they were like they're trying to make. The worst part is is like that was supposed to be the thing that was making the whole point of the entire movie, was that evil breeds mm-hmm. evil, and then it's just like. And, you know, someone she comes running out and she's like, you know, you, he's like, what did you do? You like, you know, you've made all these people like kill this innocent guy and, mm-hmm. and whatever. And he's like, yeah, you know, I fucked up. I'm sorry, whatever. And then they just like move on, like two seconds later. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know, man. It's it's insane. I I, I just I don't I don't have words <laughs> for why this movie is so bad. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, it was really, it was honestly, it was very upsetting. It is. It's, I was like, it's one of those movies where you're watching it and you're like, I'm literally wasting hours of my life, like (laughs) watching this, like this is happening right now. I know. And, and I saw it, I'm not going to lie. I saw it way before you and I, I almost wanted to tell you, I'm like, don't waste your time. Like, but I was like, I still want you on the podcast. Yeah, no, it makes it. This is good podcast fodder for sure. Like, no lie, but 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 I actually felt bad about like making you watch it. It's, it's all right. Um, at least I mean, at least it wasn't that long. Like, you know, right. it wasn't like it wasn't a crazy long. It wasn't time. like two hours plus. You know, it was like an hour forty four. Right. I think. So you yep. know, it's it's not too bad. But, um, you know, of course, the music and it's great because it's a Halloween movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so there was that, um, and you know, I will say it, it isn't like the worst movie I've ever seen. You know, because of that opening scene is good, and some of the kill scenes are mm-hmm. interesting. And um, yeah, it has. It's just it doesn't make up. No, it doesn't make up for the rest, dude. No, it just doesn't. No, it 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 doesn't. It's it's it's. But you know what? I might be wrong. I might be wrong, and maybe I'm in the uh, minority of people who feel differently because I know a lot of people who love the movie unfortunately Are you serious and i'm like i'm like why and they're like because he's just he's a he's a monster i'm like but that's not his character his his character isn't just unbeatable foe his character is just escape mental patient who likes to kill people yes <laughs> but i don't i i don't know how anyone can like this like i i at least okay i don't think you're in the minority because if it's getting a Rotten Tomato score that's consistently dropping as time is passing, well, you know what? Let's 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 also try to be fair again. Let's so that was just the critic score. Let's take a look at the fan score. Okay, what's the fan score? Okay, Halloween Kills. Let me look Rotten Tomatoes. Tell them what they've won, the Johnny. F- <laughs> the fan score is sixty-eight. Ah. <sighs> That's too high. <laughs> that is too high. Is way I hundred percent agree. It's way too high. <laughs> this is like the fucking this is like Last Jedi all over again. Yeah, this is like that. That's like twenty points too high. <laughs> like definitely. I think it's gonna drop. Yeah. I, I I give it another couple of weeks. I think it's gonna drop some more. I don't know. Man. What's what's IMDb showing it as right now? Uh, five point eight. Mm, too high. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely high. too high. <laughs> too high. It should be like a three. Five five plus is too high. Yeah, it's got to be sub five. Like <laughs> sub five. Uh, yeah, I really felt like I wasted my time with this movie. Unfortunately. Um. Any any other last thoughts about the movie? I don't think so. Um. Okay. Don't watch it. Don't go see. Don't it. watch it. Yeah. Just don't that, do it. Exactly. It's, <laughs> you you will be just like feel you, you will be upset you'll be upset afterwards you just feel kind of depressed because it's just like oh i just lost an hour and 44 minutes of my life that i'll never get back so exactly exactly all right so it is time for listener mail which again send any and all questions to cinema from the dark side at gmail.com i am gonna look into shortening that email address <laughs> get, an a- so. get an alias set up you know right exactly so let's go ahead and get into it. First one we have Jason. Jason says uh, the title is MCU versus DCU. Now I'm not looking to start fights, but which do you think makes the best movies and which makes the best TV series? Mm. Um, I mean, obviously Marvel makes better movies. That's not even a question. Yeah, that's not a question. Um, in terms of series, are we talking about animated series, live action series? What are you talking about, Willis? Because if it's animated DC, animated hundred percent, <laughs> it's <DC>. so good. Hundred <laughs> percent DC animated, 
hundred. That that's not even a question. The the animated stuff, I don't even understand how it's so good. I know it's and it would, the, the worst <laughs> part is that it's like, how can they not take this writing and translate it to live action? Like, I mean, I understand some of it's not possible because of you know restriction of like real life versus mm-hmm. animation. You know, there's right. there's some of that, but overall, it's like the story building and everything so much better yeah. it's like why can you not translate any of this yeah i know and, and tj i know it's a, i know it's a big ask of you but i mean honestly they did that for the snyder cut did they they did translate it very well yeah. uh the snyder cut was a lot of fun yeah i gotta watch um, it, it. i do want to watch it i mean it's split into six parts so you can like just split treat it, it as a series yeah. yeah and i mean it is dude it is so dope the Snyder cut. The f- they did. So you remember the the Josh Whedon uh, Justice League. The the Flash was just a total bitch. Yes. Dude, hundred percent redeemed. Excellent. Hundred percent redeemed. In 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 Zack Snyder's Justice League, it, it, it's so good. Okay, I gotta watch it. I, it's been something it, I've, th- yes. I've thought about watching for sure. Like it's, it definitely wasn't something I was avoiding actively, but right. But yeah, dude, it's good. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, uh, obviously they make better movies. Uh, MCU does, um, DC, you know, the sun shines on a dog's ass sometimes. <laughs> they, they make good movies here and there, yeah. but Marvel is consistent in terms of TV shows animated, definitely going DC. And if we're talking about live action, uh, series DC versus Marvel, I have to go Marvel because DC doesn't really have any good, like, live action shows they don't have many of them period i I don't think well they have like the flash they had arrow and that was on like the cw Mm -hmm. network um uh arrow's first two seasons were good rest were garbage flash it's getting hokey i'm i'm falling out of it um but yeah i i want i want dc to do better honestly that's what i want i want dc has such great characters i know but then you fucking they get people like Jared Leto to play him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Like Jared Leto, maybe he just didn't have a good like he didn't like he didn't have his shot properly to play maybe. it. But I mean, from what I saw, it was all garbage. Mm-hmm. Sorry, dude. Sorry, Jared Leto. Uh, next question. Let me go back. Huh? Delete that one so I don't reuse it. Uh, Jason asked another question about Mortal Kombat. He said, so with the most recent Mortal Kombat movie, do you think this will spawn more movies that really looks into the mythology of the Mortal Kombat universe? What do you wish you had gotten more from the movie? Um, so I actually did, I did watch the new Mortal Kombat and I was upset because again, the first 15 minutes tricked me into thinking I was going to be watching a good movie. But then it was not the case. Um, uh, honestly, the new Mortal Kombat was terrible. Uh, Jason, I'm sorry. Um, do I think it'll spawn more movies that looks into the mythology? I, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I don't have much to say. But I just love like your you're just total gut reactions. Just like God, I hope not. Like they do not need to make more of whatever that was. Listen. It, Here's the difference, though. With Halloween, I felt like I wasted my time. With Mortal Kombat, I knew going into it, this is going to be a bullshit movie. Sure. And I'm just going into it because I want to see some cool martial arts. Sure. That's about yeah. it. And you know what? It provided exactly that. Okay. It did trick me in the first 15 minutes by thinking I was going to watch a good movie. But, you know, ultimately, it resorted back to what I knew what it was going to be. Um, But, yeah, I mean... <sighs> You can't have a premise of Mortal Kombat and actually translate it to a good movie. Like, even the original Mortal Kombat movie, which I like, it's cheesy as fuck. Yeah. Well, it's a cheesy game. So, like, I mean, it's yeah. it's meant to be preposterous, you know? A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, Do I have another one here? Ha, 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 ha. Uh, this one is from Justin. Justin is talking about movies. I'm sorry, music in movies. Pat, 
Uh, do you, what do you think is your favorite? My God. What do you think is your favorite score in any major motion picture? So what score do I like the most? That's a good one. TJ, do you have yes. one? Yes. Uh, it's a uh, field of dreams. James Horner. Uh, it's by far my favorite. Nice. Yeah. That's James good. Horner was the, he was incredible. Mm. Honestly, I'm not a big f- I don't really know scores that well. If we're talking about like actual composed scores, I mean, I love the Blade Runner score. Oh, oh that's that's number 2 for me. Yeah. Yeah, I love the Blade Runner score. If we're talking about composed scores, yes. um definitely Blade Runner. The Evangelist, oof. I just oh, so Yeah. Good. Yeah, I, yeah, I, so good. I, so I'm, I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of, I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to like synthesizer stuff. And Vangelis mm-hmm. is just like, I mean, he is like king, of like synthesizer yeah. composing, you know. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking about like a, like you know, soundtracks to movies, yeah. um, I'm gonna go with Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump has a oh, good yeah. mix. Really good. Oh yeah, hundred percent. What about you? Um. I mean, I I probably have to say Forrest Gump too because it's just yeah. it's such a good mix mm-hmm. of of things. That's true. Um, I, I guess I don't pay as much attention to film soundtracks, non-composed, non-composed film yeah. soundtracks because those are, they're just sort of individual songs to me. Right. Um, but yeah, when it comes to sc- when it comes to scores, Field of Field of Dreams is my number one choice. Yeah. It's it's Perfect. it's actually one where. It's very subtle in the movie, a lot of that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's a, very much in the background. It does set the mood very well, which is what it's supposed to do, right? That's what a good score does. Right. It sits in the background. It sets the mood. It's not necessarily very forward all the time, but it's it's mm-hmm. there for a reason. But if you actually listen yeah. back to those tracks, like, on their own, like, like, seriously, like, at night, like, on headphones, it's unbelievable. Like, I mean, it gives me chills. I love it. Yeah. I highly recommend it. You know, I'm going to look into I'm going to look into that. You know, I've been looking for you know, you know when I'm working and stuff, I'll listen to like, you know, albums, I'll listen to podcasts mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Maybe I'll like try like listening to like a film score. Yeah. That might be cool. A cool little experiment. Yeah. All right. Well, that is it for listener mail. Um, thank you so much for the questions again for the third and final time. If you have any questions of your own, could be anything please send it to cinema from the dark side at gmail.com we will read it on the show thank you so much and we'll see you next time